0: Furries and polyamorous people seek validation for their sexual preferences and identities from children. Dylan Mulvaney says that he has a tampon to offer you. Uh, People in 2022 are still getting worked up about others who are choosing not to wear masks. And anti-white racism is apparently okay. We are reacting to all kinds of TikTok videos today. This is one that you will want to watch on YouTube. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Good Ranchers, go to GoodRanchers.com and use promo code Allie at checkout. That's GoodRanchers.com, promo code Allie. Okay, guys, today we have another fun episode where we are going to react to some of the craziest clips online. Um, all kinds of things that we see on TikTok and I might Uh, phone a friend aka my team over there to see what they think about some of these things but man life the world wild y'all it's wild so I've got a response to some of these things I haven't seen these clips before so this will be my unfiltered spontaneous reaction to them so let's go ahead and get into it let's play whatever clip that you guys have next first
1: I haven't talked about tampons no on here lately goodness. because I don't use them. I'm a woman who doesn't have a uterus. I just sometimes carry one in case anybody needs it. I'm so tired of sticking up for myself over something that was so pure intentioned, but now Twitter is just ablaze and this week there's some women that are now coming for Tampax and I want it to clear the air. So I have some amazing news. Are you ready? I have never worked with Tampax before. The most that happened was they sent me a few boxes of tampons back in April, just in case I bumped into anyone, um, including yourselves, and I gave them all away. The bigger problem at hand is that you feel me carrying a tampon around is a threat to you and your womanhood. Mm. How is someone doing something nice so repulsive to you? Because listen to this, if a man, whether he was your boyfriend or your husband, could even be your gay best friend, kept a tampon for you at his house, just in case you needed it, you'd gush over him. You would run to brunch on Sunday and tell all your gal pals that he's so thoughtful and he cares and he listens. And the last thing I will say, and this will probably make you feel really good, is that I'm jealous of you. You know, I wish I was born in your body. I wish I had a uterus. You know, my sex assigned at birth was a biological male. Does that make you feel better hearing me say that? It's just not what God had in mind. So here I am. I am also very nervous for you just because hopefully soon transphobia won't be as tolerated online. But your tweets are forever and I don't want those to come back and haunt you.
0: See, that's okay. I was just talking about this before it started. Before I get into what I have to say about that last part. (laughs) let me just let me talk about some of this tampon stuff. And so if you don't know the context of this, I've talked about Dylan Mulvaney before. He is the person who said on an Ulta Beauty podcast that he wants to be a mom one day. Um, This is someone who goes viral on Twitter or on TikTok and has tons of followers on TikTok for what is called the Days of Girlhood, where he talks about being a girl, becoming a girl. Now, this is like a 30-year-old man talking about not just transitioning into a woman, which we know is a biological impossibility, even a social impossibility. It's an impossibility all around, but actually talking about being a girl. And many of his videos, if you have never had the displeasure of watching his videos, are him uh acting like basically a 12 year old girl. He has videos of himself pretending to be scared of bugs and basically just acting like some kind of ditzy airheaded flucy because that's what he thinks being a woman or being a girl is. And a few months ago he did some kind of video with some Tampax tampons and people were like, Why are you talking about tampons? You can pretend to be a girl all you want. You can wear girl clothes and you can take the hormones, and you can call yourself a girl, but you obviously don't actually have a need for tampons. And so why are you talking about this? Why are you what seems like kind of fetishizing a natural process that women go through that really makes us part of what makes us a woman? So now a few months later, he is deciding to uh respond to that and one thing that he actually says this is another example of him what i think is just blatant woman hating and characterizing women in a way that just aligns with harmful stereotypes honestly he says in this video that we didn't have time to play the whole thing of he says i you know i in uh uh, growing up in school, I was really good at science. And he says that, so he knows that he doesn't have a period. But then he says something that I just found interesting. He said, I was also shockingly good at math. What does that mean? What does that mean? You, is it because you think that girls aren't good at math? That's the joke. By the way, I'm not good at math, but like a lot of girls are. So you're shockingly good at math. Why? Because girls aren't traditionally good at math. That's how the stereotype goes. Why is that shocking? Because you want to be seen as a ditz. You want to be seen as an airhead. Like, is that how it goes? And by the way, like, no, I don't think it's normal for men to carry around tampons. No, I would not gush over a guy who was like, okay, so say say we had, say my husband and I had a couple friend and say that we were hanging out with the husband of uh, that couple and I was like, oh, uh, you know, I just got to go to the bathroom. And he reached into his pocket and he was like, uh, uh, regular or super? I, I would be like, I'm sorry. I never want to see your face again. That would be wild. And if I had been dating a guy in college and I was we were, you know, watching TV at his apartment and I went to go to the bathroom, and I saw a jar of tampons in the bathroom, I would be mortified. I would not gush over that. I would be texting my friend and say, can you please come get me? I am scared right now. No, that is not normal for men to carry around tampons. I promise that no one is running to Dylan Mulvaney in public at the airport and saying, shoot, it's that time of the month. Dylan, you got me. I promise that that's not happening. Okay, so actually, I think that this is weird. I do not think it's peer intentioned. I think that it's weird. And we don't need that. You are trivializing and somewhat fetishizing just what is like a natural bodily process of women. And here's where I will get into my theory about who Dylan is. When he talks about Being um, when he's like, how could you get mad about something so innocent? You see a look in his eye that I have seen in many other videos where he plays this part, where he is just this innocent, dull-eyed person trying to bring love into the world and all of the people who are criticizing him and are telling him, hey, you are pushing offensive stereotypes of women as a male. And that is wrong. Please don't do this. Uh, he responds to those people as if he is just doing the very best he can to be inclusive and loving and be authentic. And all of those people are hateful, bigoted enemies. He does this look where he like looks down and then looks back up at the camera, and I see it. I said, "It's a role. This is a script." Because, you know, this guy's background is in Broadway acting. He is an extremely talented singer. I'm sure he was extremely talented as an actor. He was in Book of Mormon. I mean, he made it on Broadway. You've got to be the best of the best to do that. So while I don't think that his whole transgender thing is fake, like I'm sure he really believes that he is a woman and that he really is obviously going through the transition process here or so-called transition process. Um, I think that the role that he plays and how he has attracted such a large audience is by acting. He is playing a role in these videos. He knows how to manipulate you. He knows how to come across as this just sweet, totally innocent person who is up against the world and who is brave. But there are moments where he does these kinds of response videos to his haters where you kind of ask, hang on, was that a threat? Like he was responding to this girl who makes like parody TikTok videos of him. And he was saying something. And again, just this weird look in his eye or this the weird like turn of his angular jaw and how he looks at the camera. And he said, you know, um, before you leave this earth and he was talking about her legacy like, you know, do you want to have a legacy of hate? That was just a little chilling. It was like, wait, why? Why did you use that turn of phrase? And then at the end of this video, he goes, I don't want those tweets to come back to haunt you. What do you mean by that, Dylan? Come back to haunt you? By who? Like, if you, do you think we're actually going in the direction of fewer people saying that men can't be women? That's not the direction that we're going. Actually, a couple of years ago, a lot of people were afraid to use real pronouns. They were afraid to say something like biology isn't bigotry. They were afraid to say, you know what? I think that this is harmful to women. I don't think men should be in women's prisons. I don't think that men who pretend to be women should have the same access to sex exclusive spaces that women do. I think this is actually harmful. There are more people now who are saying that. There are more people who see all of the different forms of the predation of radical gender ideology in our schools and on social media, how it's preying upon children and actually harming especially young girls. We ain't going the direction of being afraid of so-called transphobic tweets coming back to haunt us. We are going in the direction of being more bold about this, all right? And look, I don't hate Dylan Mulvaney. I don't. I think that he is made in the image of God, that he has just as much inherent value and worth as any other person. And I believe he makes this comment. He said, you know, uh, I was assigned male at birth, which, of course, is not accurate phraseology. You weren't just assigned male at birth. It wasn't just like a random guess that the doctors have. They, just like everyone since the beginning of time, saw your anatomy and could have even known your... uh, DNA while you're still in the womb, uh, that you are a male, that is what you are. And then you said God had other plans. No, He didn't. You had other plans. God had the plans. He knit you together in your mother's womb, He didn't make a mistake by making you a male. You were not born in the wrong body. It's impossible to be born in the wrong body. I know you feel and think a lot of things. You identify in a certain way. You are declaring a lot of things. You are seeking affirmation of other people who will tell you that you're a woman or you're a girl. Uh, But God made you perfectly. He made you with purpose. He made you a man. And that is good. That's a good thing. It's a good thing to be a boy. It's a good thing to be a man. It's okay to be a man who loves musical theater. It's okay to be a man who loves to dance. It's okay to be a man who likes fashion. That That's okay. That doesn't actually make you a woman. And you are actually fighting against God with everything that you have by trying to pretend to be something that you're not. And it's harmful to you. And it's harmful to everyone around you too. So anyway, I am just, uh, it'll be interesting to see I think what comes out about this person in the next uh, few years, I think a lot of this is a ruse. And I'm just, I don't know what's underneath it all, but I think time will probably tell. All right. I know that was a long response, but this
2: person solicits a lot of thoughts. Um, All right. Next clip. So we get asked a lot on our social media what we would tell kids about our relationship, about a polyamorous relationship. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to have kids, but you're a kid. Yeah. This is Cassidy. She's my cousin and she's a kid. What do you think of our relationship? Like, what do you know about it?
3: That there's three people dating each other. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. And, like, do you think that's weird? No. No? Do you think it's, like, gross? No. Like, do you think as a child you shouldn't know that we're all three in a relationship?
3: I think I should know.
2: Right, because, like, you're my cousin. Yeah. Yeah. So you think it's, like, fine that you know as a kid? Yeah. And, like, that
1: your brother knows?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Cool. Oh, my gosh. What, what
0: an evil person. So this is a trend that we see in a lot of these like uh, sexual paraphilias and these new identities is constantly seeking the affirmation of children. I mean, that's I mean, that's part of what is behind all of these teachers and all of these activists within schools of uh, constantly telling children about these things. They want the affirmation of children, of their sexual lives. Why does it matter? like even independent of what I think about polyamory, which is that it is sexual and societal chaos and immoral. But why does it matter what your 12-year-old cousin thinks? Why would you not only ask her this, weird, but why would you put it on social media? I have cousins. Let's see, when I got married, I had cousins that were like uh, probably around this age, 12, 13. Uh, did I go to them and say, hey, like, What do you think about, what do you think about my fiance? Think it's good? Ooh, okay, like, let's put this on Instagram. Uh, Like, let me tell you the dynamics of our relationship. What do you think, what do you think about my last breakup? Like, that's weird. That's weird. Like, why would you go to preteens and teenagers to get confirmation of your sexual choices? Is it because you're actually very insecure about them? Because you know that it's weird? And you think that getting the affirmation of other people is going to help you feel more confident in that? It's weird. It's sick. It's really perverse. And by the way, you think this little girl is going to tell you, your older cousin, who has some authority over her just because she is older, and in front of all of these people on social media, you think that she's going to admit that she thinks it's weird? That maybe she thinks that something is a little off? Maybe she thinks it's inherently unstable? No, of course. She's not going to say that publicly. You're basically bullying her. You're manipulating her by making this public. What, weirdos? Stop trying to get affirmation about your identity and about your choices from children, you sick freaks. All right, next one.
3: Stop. Stop.
0: Stop it. So when is the next scheduled um, trip to the moon that Elon Musk is orchestrating with Jeff Bezos? I think that, I don't know, I just think that my family and I might, might just go ahead and go. If you're listening to this, you didn't see that. But this is also, I mean, this is an episode you probably need to be watching on YouTube anyway. But um, this is... So this might actually seem innocent, but if you do not have the misfortune of knowing what a furry is, there are adults who it's like a whole subculture of people who like to dress up as animals and they put these animal costumes on, but there's also like an inherently sexual weird part of this. There is like, again, like a paraphilia. There is something about like they... I don't know. I don't know. They like it. They get off on the whole like animal thing. And here is a couple of adults dressed in furry costumes at a park. And the text says a cute interaction that we had with kids today where they're kind of like, you know, playfully taunting the kids and like going up to them and interacting with them and laughing with each other. Stop it. Stop it. Adults, strangers strange adults, you do not need to be interacting with children at parks. You don't, especially dressed in your furry costume. I understand why the kids would think this is funny because kids think that, you know, stuffed animals are funny. They like animals. They probably think that they're nice adults, but this is creepy. Stop seeking affirmation of your paraphilias and your weird hobbies and children. Stop it. You'll notice like so much of the especially when it comes to gender stuff and especially when it comes to like um stuff like this like furry stuff it's there's like a whole big infantilization aspect of it when i was doing when i criticized american girl a few weeks ago or whenever it was a couple weeks ago um for uh for pushing puberty blockers in their new book about girls' bodies that's marketed to girls as young as three years old. They had a whole section about how puberty blockers might be an option if you're uncomfortable with your body, if you're uncomfortable with your identity. Awful. I won't even go off on that right now because you can go back and listen to that episode. But I was introduced on Instagram to this subculture of adults who are not only obsessed with dolls, And they post all these pictures of dolls. They collect these dolls, dress them up, post pictures of them. They talk about them like they are real people. They give them different pronouns and different identities and things like that. This is like a huge part of their life. But I also noticed how many of these people are, according to their profiles, transgender themselves, they say. A lot of them say that they're um, autistic. There is just a weird cross-section in this world of infantilization, and um, in some cases, true disability, I think in some cases it's that's kind of like an identity um, that people take on. That, as we've talked about before, the transgender flag itself is baby colors. And if you have listened to any of our podcast episodes on the cross section of these things which is very real and a very alive especially when it comes to pornography then you know that it's really not a coincidence very
2: very disturbing all
0: right next one
2: so how's it like first Here in public? We go again. Um, I'll let you know so this is me um, actually walking towards a Pride event in the area in which I live um, so this is someone who came up to me and wanted a picture and I received a air pats, I think, is what it was. Um, he was super nice. Um, <laughs> was really silly, um, <laughs> I just remember being like, uh, what just happened? Because I, I, wasn't, I wasn't ready for it to happen immediately, but it did, and I was like, okay, totally fine, hee hee, that's me. These people were super nice, same bridge and everything that we were on. She was, like, fangirling the entire time about meeting me, and I was like, like, she doesn't know me, but she just like, oh my god, furry, <laughs> these bridge killed me. I mean these stairs killed me. That bridge. Going back up I had to use my inhaler. It was not it was not it. But look at this view. Isn't it beautiful? Um these people are super nice. You're gonna see lots I took lots of pictures along the way. Okay. Um, okay. So big group
0: of- So this is another furry. Apparently it's called public fursuiting. And she's wearing a like a pride flag. She's going to a Pride March. Um again the infantilization also what the heck this is not pride and prejudice like what is up with the music behind it you're like a furry going to a pride march this is not some like meme you're not mr darcy here all right uh next one
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Don't do it. I'm
0: what okay so who was on the other side
2: of that what was he so angry about some context so apparently someone who was not wearing a mask brushed past him a little bit too close and that's oh, why he got no. mad but you'll see at the end of the video someone else without a mask gets really close to him and yeah he, he did doesn't seem to care so that's Very, at least the story that at was attached the to the video
0: and so. he is wearing like an n95 mask yeah. and i mean who knows maybe Which a lot of us would at this point. Maybe he was like, hey, put on your mask or like, don't get close to me. And the guy like taunted him or said something that he found offensive. Him and his girl there were both wearing (laughs) N95 masks. And this is recent. Is this in 2022? Yep. Still in 2022, guys. Come on. The fact that people get this angry about it, it really is like a religion for people. And it's just amazing to me how detached from reality Someone can be at this point when we have data set after data set, again, showing that mandatory masking does nothing to stop the spread of COVID. Absolutely nothing. But it's become a symbol for so many people, a part of your identity and your purpose and your belonging. And so when anyone threatens that, um, it causes this kind of visceral reaction. It's really a heart issue. like A lot of these things are... All right, let me pause and tell you about our one and only sponsor of the day, and that is Eden Pure. So this is the air purifier that I talk about a lot that my family uses. You plug it right into the wall, their thunderstorm air purifier, and it purifies your air. It takes out viruses, bacteria, different kinds of odors that you don't want hanging around in your house. I also sometimes travel with it. You know how hotel rooms are just kind of gross sometimes or they at least have that musty smell this takes care of that it doesn't take up any floor space it doesn't really make any sound and it really works there are hundreds of thousands of these that have been sold they're so popular and they're popular for a reason plus i've got a really good deal you can save 200 dollars on an eden pure thunderstorm three pack for whole home protection you'll get three units for under $200. So put one upstairs, maybe put a couple downstairs and you save $200 on that by going to EdenPureDeals.com. Use discount code Allie to save $200. That's EdenPureDeals.com, discount code Allie. Shipping is free. EdenPureDeals.com, code Allie. All right, next one. All right, so if you're listening to this, it's a progressive minister saying that these are all the things at my progressive church that just make sense. She's got the pride flag, Black Lives Matter flag, Native Lives Matter flag. What, you hate Hispanics? You bigot? You hate Chinese people? Wow. Where are all all the flags? Where are all the other flags? That's what I want to know. You must hate all other identities. And then there were a few things that I don't mind. I mean, they said that they have a food pantry there to give food to homeless people. Awesome. I'm so glad about that. They said they have a bunch of theology books and because we take the Bible seriously. Well, I don't think so. I don't really think so. Not based on the other things that you said. Of course, I mean, this is what Christianity or a religion based not on the Bible, but based on just people's latest cultural whims looks like. It looks nothing like Christianity. It just looks like performative activism and going along with whatever the culture says. There's no grounding in this church on Jesus Christ. so it's just going to, like a lot of other churches, it's not just progressive churches, but lead people straight into darkness and lostness. And so, hopefully, this lady and all of her congregants will one day repent and find the gospel. All right, or er, do we have any more? Trying to date as a progressive Christian is so stressful because
4: hmm. if you go imagine. on the apps and someone says that they're a Christian. Oftentimes, there's also conservative and/or moderate, which we know (gasps) is conservative. Also on their profile, I'm not about that. I'm a flaming liberal. And against my better judgment, last night I went on a date with this guy who, one, has a podcast, Red Flag, and two, spent (laughs) like half of our conversation wanting to talk about church. Like, I still love Jesus; he's great. But some of his boys are just really freaking annoying. Anyways, on the date. This guy literally is asking me, like, oh, so what do you think about biblical gender roles? And I was like, I think they're stupid. Good man. (laughs) Essentially. I said it more nicely. But he was like, yeah, I still believe it goes like God is headship and then the man and then the woman and then the children. And that's what women want. That's what that's what we're designed to want. Bro, literally. (laughs) I don't know how I kept my composure and nicely said to him i don't agree with that and told him that basically the only reason that that existed was because women were illiterate back then and couldn't go to synagogue also at one point in the conversation he asked me what synagogue. my favorite word is and i said because i love the chaos anyways i'm out here looking for a scott the painter kind of christian not a john piper john MacArthur type of christian
0: lol okay who is this dude Can you give out his number? Because I have some single friends who I would love to set him up with. Dude, run. Run, 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 run. He's probably making a TikTok right now how he went on a date with someone he thought was a Christian but actually was just an atheist because that's what this person is. She doesn't... She is not actually Christian because she doesn't actually align with any biblical principles whatsoever. If you say you're a Christian and someone talking about the Bible and church makes you mad, um, then I would question whether or not you are a part of Christianity at all. Uh, you can't love Jesus and hate his church. You can't. The church is the bride of Christ. And you can't hate his bride and love the bridegroom. You can't. Um, So this person fancies herself a believer. And as far as we can see, has no actual allegiance to Christ whatsoever. Now, I hope and pray uh, that... That will change. But honestly, she is going to have more luck just saying that she is not a Christian. She can find someone that essentially believes everything that she believes, even probably everything that she believes about Jesus, just by looking at the profiles of people who call themselves atheists and agnostics. She will have much better luck finding someone who aligns with her values. And that should really make you think about things. If you find yourself agreeing on all these social and moral issues— um, with atheists and agnostics and Buddhists, et cetera, uh, more than you do with people who call themselves Christians, I would say maybe it's a problem with you and not with them. All right. Next question.
3: See, in the life of a stay-at-home girlfriend, getting back into routine after traveling. I first made the bed all nice, took my morning probiotics, did my skincare routine, made myself a green juice. I always crave this when I first wake up. Then I refilled our ice mish- ice box because we were running out, watered our two little plants, made some fresh homemade macadamia nut milk. This is so creamy. Made Lucas ice latte with this vanilla syrup we bought in San Diego, yum. Then I made myself a matcha. I always prefer matcha over coffee. I just feel like it gets me less shittery. Then I got to some journaling and planning, lit a candle, then got to some dishes, unloaded and reloaded the dishwasher, heated up some leftovers for Luke, and then made some overnight oats for myself. Then I unboxed All these packages I got when I was gone and cleaned up the huge mess I made after. Made myself another matcha because I was starting to get tired. Then it was lunchtime. I made myself some tuna salad and unpacked Luke's suitcase for him. Then we took these scooters to our favorite oyster bar where we got some sashimi and oysters. Finished off the night with some tea, skincare, and then (laughs) it was lights out.
0: Okay, so is this a part of TikTok where people just talk about their day? Yeah, a day in the life. Um, ho- Is
2: this a weekend or a weekday? Do this we know? Is a week- she's a stay at home girlfriend. This is what she does. Oh, yeah. a yeah. stay at home girlfriend. Yeah, at the beginning she says, I'm a stay at home girlfriend. Oh, and okay. she just I makes somehow. drinks the whole day. All
0: day. That's- she, journaled. Was
2: like- she was journaling, too. She journaled, too. She
0: journaled. That is true. She also unloaded the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, this is the problem with all of this. I mean, I won't judge all of her drink choices and all of that. It sounds like a pretty relaxing day. I did start getting the feeling, like, when I was listening to this, I so I have, like, a I don't like seeing people eat or drink, especially on screen. It gives me the (laughs) heebie-jeebies. And that's how I felt the whole time I was listening to this for some reason. I got like the heebie-jeebies. But my big problem with all of this is that this guy is getting the milk for free without buying the cow, without like having any commitment whatsoever. He just has a girl who is willing to do all of the things that a wife does and she never knows when he is going to just like up and break up with her and that really sucks and it's not supposed to be that way. So anyway, that's really interesting. I didn't even know that stay at home girlfriend was a thing. I didn't even know. That's really interesting. Okay, uh, we got any more, maybe one or two more.
1: i never said that white lives don't matter. No one ever said. I did.
0: Oh.
1: Out of my best friends, one of them is white and the other one is half white. I don't give a f. And they know I hate white people.
0: Okay. Yeah. This is like the form of bigotry that is not just allowed, but is also celebrated and glorified. There are not only no repercussions for it, but there are plenty of rewards for being. Um, against white people there was a professor recently I don't think that we have this clip who said that um, white people are responsible for all of these atrocities throughout history and black and brown people their history is of just getting along to each other with each other which is actually hilarious literally you don't even have to look history, you can just look at the state of the world today, that there is absolutely no group of people that is excluded from brutality being either an oppressor or oppressed. Like, should we look at South America? Should we look at Africa? Should we look at Chicago? Like, there are plenty of places where non-white people are brutalizing each other and whose. Like there are plenty of countries whose entire history, non-white countries, whose entire history is characterized by violence, oppressed and oppressor, where no white people have really even step, set foot. Uh, there was a question that was posed in this like viral TikTok a couple of years ago that I always see floating around. And there it's like it's two white people, conservative, non-conservative. I forget who it is. And the guy. And so this woman is saying, you know. Um, There are a lot of countries that are better than America, a lot of cultures that are better than Western culture. White people have basically just been oppressive colonizers forever. And the guy asks, "Okay, uh, which country uh, would you like to move to that does not have a majority of white people? And this person could not answer. Um, He just asked it over again, like, what country would you say is better, like has more rights, has more freedom, has more equality? Um, that has a majority of non-white people I think that I mean that's a that's an interesting question I don't think that it's inherent in any like particular skin color to be peaceful or violent but if you're going to say that white people are terrible white people are the cause of violence white people make everything bad like we're gonna have to look at the The data on that, Nick Cannon said that, you know, white people don't have um, the capacity for compassion or the capacity for all the same um, wonderful traits that melanated people have because of our history having to tough it out in the Caucus Mountains. Uh, Again, like, okay. Let's look at the data for violent crime for different groups. White people completely have the capacity for evil and for violence. Absolutely. But so do other groups. And it has nothing to do with white people. And in a lot of cases, there is disproportionate violence among non-white communities that I don't think has anything to do with the color of skin and has a lot to do with everything to do with choices of all kinds of different people. Um. And so yeah, I just uh it's interesting how this is the one form of bigotry that is allowed and amplified and glorified and there's just not any fact to really back it up. Um, okay, maybe one more. oh my gosh so uh this is like there are a bunch of climate protesters do we know where this is This is in France. This is in France. And Brie used to live in France. And I don't know if you saw things like this happen there. But a bunch of climate protesters that are sitting in a road, I don't know, trying to raise awareness about something. And then you have drivers that literally this big guy just takes one by the collar throws them like a kitten to the side of the road, which was very satisfying to watch. I mean, these people, they're just just a menace to society. There was this one story, I don't remember if it was in Canada or Europe from uh, last year, I think, or maybe earlier this year, where there were climate protesters that were stopping traffic. You had hundreds of cars that were trying to go but obviously wouldn't run them over and uh, one guy was like look if I don't make it to work I am going to violate my parole and I'm going to go back to jail and these people did not move because they're evil it's not about helping people if it were about helping people this is not what you would do I mean this is just about again the climate religion and idolatry and uh, the radicalism that this kind of worldview and anti-human Um, actions that this kind of worldview inspires. And so I'm glad that this guy kicked them out of the way. I mean, what if you were someone who was desperately trying to get to the hospital because... Like you were having a heart attack or your wife was in labor or all different kinds of things. You have to go somewhere that really matters. You have to pick your kid up from school and you don't know. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. You have to pick your kid up from like the mall and now they're just stranded by themselves for two hours because these idiots won't get out of the way. There are all kinds of terrible things that could happen because these people are stopping traffic for no effective or productive or moral reason at all. And so, good for this guy for moving them out of the way. Although, I think a lot of people are scared to do this because they know the authorities. Very often on the side of the left wing activists. And so hopefully he doesn't face legal consequences because of that. All right. It's Clown World, guys. And I just wanted to try to to, uh, infuse some sanity in this crazy world in which we live. Hope you enjoyed it. And um, just remember, we are supposed to be representatives of what is good and right and true. And there is a lot of good and right and true in the world, thanks to the grace of God. And uh, the, the stability of sane people out there. So keep being that. All right. We'll see you guys next time.